the poetry corner technically technically um this started 10 minutes ago um but due to technical difficulties we're running this thing back for real for real and that's where we at right now this is the poetry corner i am king soul in today of all days not yesterday not tomorrow but today of all days we have a dope intelligent amazing powerful poet in the building how you feeling poet i'm feeling great how you feeling <laughs> i'm feeling great now that we got this thing going. <laughs> no one's going to understand that about us we have inside joke now we get those people um <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself to the lovely people so they can know who you is before they get, before they find out your origin stories. Mm. Hey y'all, I am the queen of jazz. Um, for those who know me personally, my name is Jalissa. Uh, I am a spoken word poet out of New York and I'm 19. That's me. Dope, dope, dope. So, um, not sure if you've done this before or not. But we do, do this thing at the Poetry Corner called the Stuck in the Elevator segment to introduce, you know, yourself further to the people. Um, seeing that this is your first time, uh, it's going to go down like this. You're going to give the people where you're from. You're going to give them a hobby of yours that you do outside of poetry. And then you're going to tell the people three good things about yourself. Heard you. All right. So... I'm from New York, specifically Far Rockaway. Um, outside of poetry, I bake. I go to school for culinary and all that good stuff. So that's that. And then three good things about myself. Um, I like to think that I'm a good listener. Um, I like to make people feel good about themselves. So sometimes like I think about things that I would want in that moment, and then I try and give that to somebody else. And another good thing about myself, I like when people feel good. Like I, I try to make people feel good. Like I don't like when they're sad and depressed. So I kind of think of myself as a positive person. I try and look at the positive side of things. I don't consider myself an optimist, but I, I do like to try and look at the positive side. Excellent. See, see, I bet what you didn't know, I bet what you didn't know is all three of those good things about yourself just made that stuck in the elevator segment that much better. Like now you in there with a random stranger and all these things that you're capable and you're good at. Now this person, like, unless they're a murderer, um, now this person <laughs> feels good about themselves and um, you guys can have a nice smooth transition out of the elevator once the doors open. I guess, I guess. You know, if I have my phone and it's fully charged, which it never is, but like, say that's the day that my phone is fully charged. I just, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just can't see a reason to wanna, to wanna I interrupt. It. I get it, I get it, but we gotta prepare for the days when the phone ain't gonna be charged. That's right. that's what we're doing right now. We're preparing for them ain't ain't charged phone days. That's what it is. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you just you just need to know. You, you need to know. <laughs> what's around you at any given moment. Um, so as always, I like to start with the first question, which is how did you get into poetry? Um, like, where did you get your start? So I feel like my start is very like, kind of like typical to other people's, but mm -hmm. you know, I started when I was like 
sad and kind of depressed and stuff and I just needed an outlet or someone somewhere to focus my thoughts so you know I got a notebook and I started writing I started journaling and then it kind of turned into poetry and that's that is my story <laughs> <laughs> I said this on the last show but I'm gonna get like some sound drops like a soundboard so like when you say and that is my story be like dun 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 like something like that <laughs> Something just to like emphasize the point, so they. Or you know. could get the burr, 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 burr. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm telling y'all, y'all. Look, I got, I got to pay homage to everybody who helped me make this show possible. Because I'm telling y'all, all these little, all these things make this show what it is. So once I get that, I'm gonna shout you out, and then I'm gonna push it. That was first, the first time I get it, I'm gonna shout you out, and I'm gonna push it. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so. When did you, or if you, consider yourself like a spoken word artist or a poet? Mm. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I would say like a couple months ago, okay. like starting in like definitely June is where like I started like considering myself, okay, I'm taking this more seriously. I know this is a route that I definitely want to um, pursue uh, strongly. So I was with Urban Word. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I kind of like garnered my roots for poetry and stuff, where I took it like, okay, this is a thing that's actually happening. Yeah, yeah. And they started putting me in these places where I was able to perform in front of like larger audiences that weren't just like the teen open mic. And like they were asking me my name, they were asking me for a bio. I was like, oh, you guys think I'm, <laughs> I, I need a bio? Okay. <laughs> Let me find out. So, you know, I had to type one up real quick. Yeah, yeah. I sent it and then I started performing for people and then people started reaching out like, oh, that was really good. Like, you know, like, I love what you're doing. You're doing amazing. I'm just like, oh, wow. Oh, shucks. Thank you. Oh, shucks. Thank you. <laughs> I love the humility. I love the humility right there. It's so humble. Yes, yes. And yeah, it just took off from there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started to tear up a little bit. I don't know if you heard it. Um, I've heard that I'm that funny. <laughs> I mean, yes, the humility is there. I'm very humble. But when it comes to my to my jokes, I, I'm i a funny person. I'll, oh. I'll even stretch for hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I, I love you as a person. I really do. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you make what I do easy, and I appreciate people who make what I do easy. Oh, um, what was your first performance like? The first time you actually got on stage and performed, how did that look? Okay, so are we talking poetry specifically or just uh, performance in general? We'll, we'll go performance in general first and then we'll bring it to poetry. Okay. So I grew up in the church mm-hmm. and I was like in children's choir and things like that. So, you know, sometimes I would have solos. Sometimes I would be like just in the choir or whatever. And I started singing in church from like a young age because my grandmother was like Sunday school superintendent and I had to go. Not saying that I didn't want to be there, but just I had to go. Yeah, it's a a requirement when you around (laughs) grandma or at grandma house. Like, Right. (laughs) When she go, you better be in that car. That was exactly it. If you, <laughs> if you wasn't in that car by the time grandma was ready, you already knew it was going to be a bad morning oh, yeah. for you. 
Not the guy for you. <laughs> nah, grandma, grandma gonna do what grandma do. You the one that's gonna have to pay for it. She don't want. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of poetry specifically, um, I don't. Yeah, I've never recited a poem at school, so I would have to say definitely um at an open mic with mm -hmm. Urban Word. So that was my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to be on a college trip, but you know, I dipped that on that. It was like, nah, I'm gonna go to this this workshop or whatever with Urban Word. Yeah. I went and that was for rapping, but then I realized that they had open mics. So I attended that and I started going from there. And I remember I did a poem about, um about just like grades and stuff because somebody had hurt my feelings and I went up in front of everybody and my hand was shaking on that mic. I was so scared. I was so scared. Like I know I know I look like I'm big body, but you know sometimes, sometimes I do I do be a little nervous. <laughs> it happens like that. You know, when you when when you carry in the weight of the world, sometimes you shake a little bit, you know, because it gets heavy. It gets heavy. That's that's my that's a conclusion I've come up with. Um Right. That's, that's what I'm gonna say. That's what we just we just gonna let it be like that. <laughs> Period. That's it. That's it. Um. So, what motivated you to continue performing? The love I was receiving. Uh -huh. It made it. It made me feel like I was being seen. Like I was being heard. My my voice was being impactful. Like like I must be saying something right, or I must be saying something like crazy that's actually making people listen to me yeah i don't i'm a i'm a very like i just i i don't know i'm gonna keep saying this i'm very like quiet in terms of if we're not friends and we haven't like spoken at least twice within small conversations i'm not gonna just speak i'm gonna be very quiet i'm gonna analyze the room i'm gonna just shut up <laughs> so it was um the fact that I spoke for the first time or that I was speaking for the first time and people were like, wow, like that's actually good. Or wow, like we need to hear more or that's crazy. I love the way you did that. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So it seems like I'm actually doing something and I'm actually good at something. I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> love it. Humility all day. I'm, I'm just humble. Just humble. Oh, um, <laughs> and humble. That's, that's going to get you extremely far. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, what is one of the most memorable moments that you've had in poetry so far? Because I know I know more are coming. Like, I know people are going to start kicking down your door. The price is going to go up. Um, so, so far, what is one of your most memorable moments? Hmm. People actually, like, DMing me. Like, I'm a fan. That was so dope. Like, that's crazy. Like you're really talented. I'm definitely going to be watching you and stuff. Or like, if you go on an open mic and they're like, yeah, you definitely have to come back. You just shut this shit down type shit. Oh, sorry. Am I going to curse on you? Yeah, you good. You good. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. We the fuck we want. Why are we podcasting? But it's really the love that I receive. Because sometimes I feel like it's easy for me to feel like I'm just like, not being heard or that people aren't paying attention to me or like I'm just regular but like when people actually like reach out and make that effort to let you know like hey like I don't know if anyone else is telling you this but you know like I see you like I'm like I'm noticing what you're doing and I feel like it's really dope it's really cool like you're really gifted that I don't know that shit touches me in a way it's just like oh wow like little old me golly 
cheat. Oh my gosh. Like, thank you. That means, I don't know. That means the world because I, I'm not very like emotions and stuff and kind of just like expressing myself is very like weird for me. It's something that I'm yeah. trying my best to do. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how to make them understand how much like I really deeply appreciate that and how much that's like impacting me. Like if I was an emotional person, I would cry every time someone said that to me, but I'm not. So it's just like, I want you to know that I may be nonchalant, but like that, like I deeply appreciate you. Yeah. Y'all just got an exclusive. Y'all just got an exclusive <laughs> look into what makes her dope. Only on the Poetry Corner podcast. Um, I had to do a quick plug. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to keep reminding the people what they listening to. You know, yes, they need to know. know that this thing is going on and this is a real thing. And we bring real dope people in the building, such as yourself. Thank you. And such as yourself. We have a dope ass host, Porchy Corner. Y'all already know if you're not in tune, get in tune because you're missing out. And that's on what? Mary had a little lamb. Thank you. Ooh. Mary and the lamb. Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue with Mary and the lamb. You can't, you can't argue with that. That's, that's done. It's finished. <laughs> the true thing um when are you at your happiest when am i at my happiest you asking the deep questions that's what we do here like, look, <laughs> the point is i want the people to figure out to to be introduced to the person outside of the poetry because if they just fall in love with your poetry and never um know who you are like i'm a personal personal experience I've been, I did poetry for like three years before the people in my community even know my real name was Kelvin. Because people felt, you know, people loved my art so much that they only knew me by King Soul. So it's like, we got to do something about that. Because I don't want people to just know the artist because there's a whole person behind this art. Like once I put the pen down, I'm still living. Right. You that know, definitely so. makes me remember your superhero concept poem, which is so dope. But yeah, um, when am I at my happiest? I feel like I'm at my happiest when I really feel peace. And I've been trying to find that in different forms because I'm a type of person where I'm very codependent, especially very like emotionally. Uh -huh. So like I can tie my joy to other people, which is very, very toxic and detrimental. So I've started doing like self-care in the morning, usually like I'll get up and I'll like wash my face and things like that. I have a whole face care routine. And like while I'm doing it, I just feel like a sense of serenity or when I'm playing my guitar, because that's like, it's just, it's me time, you know? I feel like when I'm happiest is when I'm finding peace with being alone, because sometimes I can be alone and feel a little lonely or feel like, wow, I'm really by myself. But then there are times where I'm by myself and I want to be by myself and I appreciate the time that I'm getting to spend with myself and get to know myself better, you know? So that's definitely what I'm at my happiest. Dope. Um, how, how important do you feel it is for your art to have those moments of me time? Extremely important. Especially when you're putting, especially when you're putting yourself into your art and mm -hmm. especially, and I've been finding trouble with writing poems that are specifically about me. And I feel like that's because I don't take the time to kind of sit down and kind of understand 
myself deeper than surface level where I know I do this. I know I act this way when I'm receiving this, or I know my response to certain things are, are X, Y, and Z because of X, Y, and Z, but understanding like, how do we, how do I get to that point? Like what's deeper than that? Like I try and be my own therapist, which isn't always successful. So I've actually gotten a therapist and she's like, you know, she asks the hard questions and she makes me think, or like she'll read me, which, you know, like, I'm not even a book. Like, don't be doing that. But like, she'll read me. And I'll be like, okay, sis, I see what you just did there. Okay. I'm, yeah, I feel like I definitely, I forgot the question. I'm sorry. Nah, you yeah. pretty much answered it already. Like, okay, great. Yeah, you, you're not going to interview the fuck out. Like, right? oh. You got oh. this in the back. Gassing um, now. <laughs> What do you enjoy most about being a poet or doing poetry for a living? I like the love. The community is something that I wasn't expecting. Like the community aspect of the community, where it's yeah. like you can be in any community, but people don't show love or you just don't feel like you know anybody. You don't feel like you're connected, but just being inside, people will hit you up like, hey, like if you ever need help with a poem or if you need help with um, memorizing techniques, I got you. And they only just followed me the day before, you know, but they see that I posted about something I'm struggling with and they're eager to help you or someone I'm in a competition with still wants to help me, even though we're in a competition together, you know? And I feel like that's, I, I love genuity or I don't even know if that's a word, but like the genuine aspect of the people behind the art. Yeah. And that's like, that's something where I feel like I don't find everywhere or a lot of places. And so it makes you want to continue being in that space. Yeah. That's dope. So you're just killing these questions. Um, I thought you was going to be nervous or something. For what? You're killing this. Um, <laughs> so where do you where do you draw some of your inspirations when it comes to your writing? Oh, 98% of my um, poems come from interactions with other people. Hmm. So like... If I'm talking to somebody and they say something, I'd be like, I, you just pissed me off. I'm writing that shit down. Or I have three examples of this. So on Christmas, I was wearing a dress and my mom had come in the room and she was like, why are you wearing that dress? Why do you always have to dress like a hooker? And you know, she didn't mean it that way. She's just like my mom and you know, but like for me, it was just like, wow. And I've been working on not letting one thing just ruin my whole entire day. So in a way to kind of like, address how I was feeling in that moment, but still move on with my life from that moment. I just wrote it down, you know, and I started that little poem, like, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, you know, whatever. I started that poem. A second example would be my, um, I have a poem where, like, Dejan texts me one day, you know, and whatever, whatever, and he texts me asking me, why is the devil always the bad guy? And I'm just like, bro, you sound dumb, but whatever. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I'm not... I, I felt that one, and that wasn't even towards me. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I don't want to be rude, though. So I was like, all right, all right. So as he's texting me, I have not replied yet, but he just keeps texting me back, back. So I just start quoting them down, because I know this is going to be an interesting-ass story. And I have, like, things in my head. So I wrote that whole poem, just like a draft, just based off that one conversation. My third and last example. I was on Shade Room because I feel like... I mean, like, who's not on Shade Room just looking for tea? I'm not saying that I'm messy or nothing, but they be messy enough for the both of us, okay? So, you know, 
<laughs> so I was under <laughs> I was under shade room and I think I had said something and somebody had commented. And first of all, if I don't know you, don't even reply. Because if you don't agree with me, I don't want to hear it. Well, okay, I'm lying. I'm lying. That's not the type of person I am. But don't come at me disrespectfully. That's what I mean to say. Like, if I don't know you, do not talk stick out your mouth because I will get upset. And I don't speak, but I type, okay? These thumbs work, all right? I'm going to text you <laughs> these letters. So I was like, he had said something. And I was like, go off, black man. Is that you, black thing? Because he wanted, oh, that's what it was. He wanted to call me a black bitch or something. He tried to call Ooh. me a bitch. I was like, oh, I, was like oh. I was like, first of all, you had a seven. I'm going to need you to bring down two notches to at least a five. Okay? Okay? Thank you. So, I appreciate that you gave the notches sound. Like, yeah, I appreciate so, that. Bring I it down, sir. Because you, you don't know who I am. Mm -mm. But he's going to find out. <laughs> Um, big body with my pen all right so I wrote that down and I was just like because I had replied in a way that was so poetic I was like yes Chalissa go off okay so I copied and I pasted that in my notes like okay this is gonna be a poem because yep. yeah and I feel like that last example was on a time where I was like like delving into poetry and I was just writing so many poems back to back and per doing a lot of performances so I feel like it was unintentional for the way that I replied but it was just so poetic I was like yeah I'm not just gonna let this sit here I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna take this somewhere and yeah that's not nah, he, he, he uh he he poked the dragon like and you just started breathing fire that's right. all that, that's all that happened oh. he wanted to get stabbed in his eye with a pen that's what he wanted Metaphorically, <laughs> metaphorically, poetry corner. Metaphor <laughs> <laughs> we we only deal with metaphorics and allegate uh, allegedly. So we're not. <laughs> there's no definites when 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 uh, talking about certain things. You know how we do it here. Uh, don't face no case. Um, <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever like look back at some of like your your earlier writings? Um, to like study your even yourself definitely but more, yes that's the answer because i noticed that my poetic voice is like changing mm -hmm. where it's like i know what i used to sound like and i know what i sounded like before like i was like around so many other creatives and i feel like everyone i encounter is becoming a piece of me where it's like okay like i know that you emphasize when it's this kind of um, work. And like, I'll find me kind of incorporating that into my work. And I'm trying to like gain footing on my original voice, not because like my voice now is bad, but because like I liked how I was. And so like, sometimes like I'll read through my old poems, like, okay, I like how I approach this. Now, how can I do that same thing with this topic? How can I gain that footing back or Oh yeah, because I know like used to, I used to compare like, wow, I can't believe where I am right now compared to where I started because I definitely was not writing on this level when I had started. But then it's also like sometimes like I get overwhelmed because I feel like I just, I sound like too many different people. And I feel like learning how to do it in moderation where it's like you're taking skills but not traits from them and then kind of incorporating that into your set voice because I want to make sure that my voice is unwavering where it doesn't change so that people will hear from me be like, I know that's Queen of Drafts or I know that's Jalissa, you know? I don't yeah. want it to be like, oh, we have to guess where it's like, uh, sounds like her, but I'm not sure. It could be this other poet too. Like, I want to make sure that I sound only like me. That's dope. These answers are amazing. 
Um, I don't know if anybody told you today, but you're dope. Um, Thank you. You are too, King. I don't know if anybody told you, but like, you doing your thing. Actually, no one has told me today, so I appreciate that. Um, I'm just trying to make the world a better place. You know what we trying to do. And you doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Check off the checklist. <laughs> Check on <laughs> <laughs> I love your vibe. I, I said that before, but I'm gonna keep saying it. It's, it's I, I fucks with you for real. Um, what is one of the hardest things you had to overcome um doing poetry? I know, I know. Okay, so there was this one poem that I wrote about an experience, and I don't, I don't really read it. I read it like once or twice. I remember I had gone on this poet's live. And I was just like, you know what, fuck it. You know, I've never read it and I feel like I wanna kind of get it off my chest. So I read it and then I went on my live and I was just like, okay, I read it for the first time with somebody else. Like I wanna like read it on my live and then we can end this or whatever. So I have it, it's something that I've been considering doing in slam, but I definitely wanna polish it up and kind of make sure that it's something that I'm comfortable, excuse me, that I'm comfortable losing with. Uh-huh. Because it's one of those very personal poems where it's like, you feel like it has to be good enough every time you perform it yes. for it to even like exit your mouth. So that's like one of those ones that it's like it's done, but you just want to make sure that you polish it up as best as you can before you even like offer it to people. So yeah, that's yeah. the hardest thing that I have right now. So so when dealing with um poems like that, that that shows how like deeper levels of vulnerability and transparency um how do you usually go about presenting them like what is your process in knowing whether it will be shared or just kept i have levels of transparency that i'll a lot to myself mm-hmm. where i'm very like vulnerability is something i'm still struggling with and i'm realizing that like the best like some of the best poets like they're able to tap into their emotion into their vulnerability kind of like getting people on their level of emotion and that's something i really struggle with because i do kind of avoid emotion and stuff i can become really monotonous and things like that when i start talking about things that like the way that i feel or just things like that so i'm trying to i have like a a group of poems i have so many poems that are like they're kind of vulnerable but just like don't hit that emotion connection mark that i just like have just stored away for like when I'm able to kind of tap into that part of myself because I'm not gonna lie I'm not there yet but I feel like I'm approaching in terms of what I have been giving out or what I have been saying aloud because you know like they're on different tiers different levels so some are like they're vulnerable but you don't have to get so like into them in order to Mm -hmm. perform them so those are the ones that I'm like okay this isn't too crazy I can give this to you guys I can perform in a way that's still genuine and then the other ones are just like, yeah, I know that I won't be able to do them service service if I perform them right now. So I'm just gonna let those sit and kind of, you know, revisit when the time is right. Okay. With uh um when it comes to writing those pieces that's like super transparent, like the ones that you, you know, you may may not share with others. Um, when writing those, do you find yourself holding back anything or you just like unleash everything into it? Um, it's 50 50. Sometimes when I go into writing the poem with, okay, like I'm feeling this way right now and I want to make this into a bomb ass poem, I find myself filtering. So like, maybe I want to say like, like something crazy about like 
how I'm feeling, but I'll be like, okay, what's a better way to say this? So it kind of lacks genuity in that way. Um, but um, the other ones where it's like, okay, now I got to get this off my chest. Now I'll just start typing. I'll start writing. I remember I had revisited one poem that I had done that with. And I was like, wow, like, I feel like this is good. I can't believe I wrote this. I thought this was one of those ones that were just like, like just word vomit, just disgusting. So I never like read it in depth. But like when I did read it, I was like, I kind of like this. It needs to be tweaked up a little bit, but this is actually like a substantial draft and I'm actually proud of this. So, and it's very rare that I'm actually proud of my work. So I'm like, okay, like this is, this is crazy. Like, you know, I'm just gonna keep going with this. This is the poetry corner. And me, Emma cool. All right. So once again, this is the poetry corner podcast. I am the host. King Soul, and I have the queen of the drafts. Um, I, I don't know why she, I mean, not, not to take away from her name because she earned her name, Um, but I don't know why she keep telling people she be having drafts when she be having like full-fledged, like dope-ass, fire-ass pieces, and she be like, oh, that's just a draft. Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I can't, I can't take that from her because she, she, she got this thing on lock. Her pen game is strong. They need to know. You gotta give give them a little something to so they know what's about to happen. They know it was a draft. So they're like, okay, when she finishes this poem, it's gonna be fire. Ooh, I see you. Okay. I I, I retract my earlier statement. My earlier statement meant absolutely nothing. That explanation killed that shit. Has there ever been a time during like your poetry journey that you felt like you held yourself back? Mm. Ooh, held myself back. Um, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, typically when I'm like preparing for a slam, I'm not really preparing. I'm trying to like still get grips with the fact that I'm actually in a slam. Yeah. So, like, I won't even be practicing. I'll run through the poem until, like, I get it right, like, three times, and then I'll stop, and I'll be like, okay, let me do something else because I don't want to psych myself out or I don't want to, you know, do too much. I want to, I'm trying to relax, but yeah. in trying to relax before the slam, when the slam comes, like, I'm freaking out. Like, while I'm performing, there's, like, my 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 voice in my head just talking to me throughout the entire time, like, don't mess up. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't, you know, and I'm just like, wow, maybe this could have been prevented if I had just like beat myself before so that now it's like, you already got it out, you know? So that's something that I'm definitely working on. Like kind of just like, you know, don't use the excuse of you don't want to psych yourself out. Psych, psych yourself out because when it comes down to it, you're going to be there like, okay, I already, I already know this. I did this like a thousand times. Like there's no possible way I can mess up. That's dope. I mean, and that's, that's a hundred percent the truth. Like, once you approach something that that makes you nervous or scares you a little bit, like once you get through it the first time, you fit, you see you see what it is. Like you see what what's technically like the worst that can happen. Like the worst that can happen during like a poetry slam is that you can slip up. It's probably the worst that can happen, but it's not the end of the world. Like I've seen people slip up and still go on to win the slam. Like it's mm-hmm. it's definitely not the you know it's not it's not as bad as we especially as like poets I, I like to call poets perfectionists um because we like we create the world around us with our words so yeah. our whole thing um my theory is our whole thing is as we're writing poetry we're trying to perfect the things either in our world or in our lives that we would like to change 
Um, so we we do get that high anxiety. Some well, some of us. Um, I, I know I do. Like I still get nervous. Like even when I know I'm I'm supposed to go up, I still get the butterflies in my stomach. I still get weak in the knees. I still try not to have my voice crack every now and then. Um, but for me, it's the it's the passion. Like once yeah. once I don't have the butterflies in my stomach no more, I don't want to do this. I don't. I no longer. You know, I no longer feel like this. I no longer feel the same feeling, that same passion that I had. Because those butterflies for me is the passion. Like I'm, I'm about to be completely vulnerable and transparent with these people. That that should make you nervous. <laughs> like that's, that's a gem. Yeah, that's a gem. I'm like, I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna definitely keep that in mind too. Because I feel like that's that's facts. Where it's like, if you don't feel the butterflies no more, it's like that means it probably died. Like, mm -hmm. it's just like, why are you doing it? Like, if you don't feel no nerves, it's like, because you just don't care. Or maybe you're just really good at, you know, not being nervous, but I know that's definitely not me. So I feel like if I'm no longer nervous, then I probably should find a new job. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like we all take different paths. None of our paths are the same. So there are some poets who who don't feel the nerves, you know, like they, they just, they've reached the level where the nerves, they just don't feel the nerves no more. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just know my path is once these butterflies stop, I stop because right. this, this ain't for me no more. You know, I did what I could. Now I can, I can move on to the next uh, set of butterflies in my stomach. You know, I might go hiking or like, like wall climb, rock climbing, or, you know, to take those next butterfly steps, skydiving <laughs> and shit, you know. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but once these stop, I got to go find some new butterflies. It's the moral of the story. <laughs> um, do you believe you've stayed true to your values while doing the poetry? Yes, definitely. I feel like the way that I tell my story, even sometimes when I think like somebody may be telling the same story, I also know that no one can tell my story how I tell it. They can't tell my story better than me because it's still mine. My voice will still be written all over it. My exact experience is what's pushing my pen in this poem. So I feel like I definitely stay true to my voice. And I feel like that's so that's why sometimes like I don't write right away because I feel like if I just put anything on the paper, it may not be as me as I want it to be. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, do you have a favorite poem and why is it your favorite poem? Mm. of mine that is so hard because i feel like i don't appreciate my art enough but um i want to say my favorite poem by myself is the bible is my metaphor mm. i like how i approached it and i feel like as soon as i clean it up and like you know just finish it finish it i feel like it can be like a fire ass poem I like that. I can't. I can't wait till you finish it. Um, so we can replay this clip for the whole world. And it's like, yeah, she called it. <laughs> like y'all should already knew, but she confirmed this like a time before. Y'all just wasn't listening. Oh. <laughs> let them know. Let them know. Yeah. How, who are some um some of your like favorite poets? Um. Not to leave anybody out, but just some of the poets that you you studied um, along your poetry journey. So I'm still fairly into this. I'm fairly new to this, so I don't know everybody. But some people that I've been around, like I know, definitely quiet kid. He's very close in age, but it's just like 
I just love his poems. Like you would think that, well, he has been doing this for years, but like, just like being like close to my age, it's like, wow, like you're doing something incredible. And it's like, it makes me feel like I can do that too. No fangirl shit, but it makes me feel like I can do it too. Cause we're the same age and it's like, okay, like I have the capacity, you know? Definitely. And, um, um, there was this one poet, I, his name is Kenneth. I know it's Kenneth. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, he did this poem the other day about the new, he did a persona poem. It was like, he did it about the noose that like, I guess would hang a slave and it was just the way he performed it is so fire. Like literally now, ever since I've heard that poem, every time like I go to write, I'm just like, how can I make a poem that's as good as this? Like how can I how can I figure out a way to make a poem that's like so emotionally driven that like everyone is gonna feel like this shit is gonna shut down alive like whoever comes after this is just like good luck because i already shut this shit down like there's no more crumbs to pick up because it's been obliterated literally (laughs) again no fangirl shit you know but i'm just saying like kudos man um there are a bunch of other great poets but right now that's been and you too you too i love the like i spoke earlier about how like sometimes i feel like i'm losing like my voice but in your poem like you always have your same voice and you still tell your poems so beautifully and so like well. And I'm just like, wow. Like you I think about you when I'm writing too. No fangirl shit. So it's just like <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, okay, like this is the kind of like I'm I've been crafting my poems like that where it's very conversational and very like like you're speaking, not and not just like reciting a poem. So it's like sometimes like, I'll be writing a poem and like I can just hear you in my head. I'm like, okay, like no, I'm Jalissa, but like he definitely did this in a way that it was just like that it resonated with people, that it stood out to people, and now that people were definitely listening. Like you could not ignore it because of the way that he was calculating the stanzas and the format and everything. So when I'm writing, I'm like, okay, yeah, yes, this is conversational, but how can I um keep something that's gonna keep people hanging on to my words and not make it monotonous, you know? Yes. So definitely in that way, but I, I just yeah, I love you guys. Thank you, thank you. Um, I I can speak uh, for myself and possibly everybody when we say we, um, think you're a dope individual. Um, oh. thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're dope. Um, you can't you can't not accept it. It's too late. It's it's, it's already been late. It's already been given out. Um, you you're dope. Um, yeah, it's it's. Little old me, I don't, I, I don't, I, I, just a regular old poet trying to do poetry shit. Not oh. you, not you. <laughs> listen, listen. If there had to be a dope award right now on this podcast, you would be. It would go to you. It would be another emblem in your crown that's mm-hmm. weighing on your head right now, cause you are the king. Okay, king soul, everybody, <laughs> and it's not a corny name, cause he's actually a king actually the king okay poetry corner y'all feel me like he doing big things feel me this is a poetry corner take for free y'all the five i'm gonna say it again this is the poetry corner look i appreciate it but this is not about me on my show um this is uh this this is you this is your this is you this is you um take it off of me i don't like the spotlight which is crazy for what we do um, <laughs> I felt that. I felt 
<laughs> so um how do you uh usually handle writer writer block if you get it or if you believe that there's a such thing as writer's block so i just won't write <laughs> i'll like i'll write down all these prompts i'll write down like two words like okay i know where i want to go or like if I have an idea for the poem, I'll just write out like what I want to incorporate in this poem so that I don't forget all of that. But I'm able to when I'm able to like kind of let the thoughts flow through me, I'm able to like, you know, just pick up where I kind of left off. Yeah. Um, I got these wise words from a dear friend, Will Allen. He told me that he feels like writer's block is just when you're forcing yourself to take a route that has been closed off because maybe you're supposed to take a different route maybe you want to go this route but there's another route and you're just choosing not to go that route and like you know it's blocked up and you still want to try and push through it and that's kind of what writer's block is and he put that into perspective for me where it's like because i hadn't been writing any anything new for like a week and i started writing again because i was just like okay maybe i can't take this approach but i can try and take something else i can try and start writing something else and maybe this will inspire me to be able to push through the other route that i wanted to take I've definitely, from being in this space in the community, I've learned that it's okay to have multiple poems talking about the same thing. You know, you want you want variance. Maybe one poem will tackle one poet one way and another poem will tackle the same poet a different way. You know, maybe you have those two poems that one can win a slam, one won't, even though they had the same message, you mm -hmm. know? So I've definitely, like, become more comfortable with writing in that way because I used to feel like, oh, I already have this kind of poem. Like, it doesn't make sense to write another one. But now it's like, okay, you may have this poem, but is it doing what you want it to do? So why not Why not write another poem? I like that. Um, so with that um, piggyback off a piggyback question, um, do you ever feel pressure to create or produce material either by yourself or um, audience, let's say? Yes. I started writing a poem about how, look at me, such a poet. I started writing a poem. But, yeah, um, exactly. You heard, you heard that. Such a poet. You're a poet. <laughs> You're a poet. Dope poets come to the Poetry Corner. This is the Poetry Corner podcast. We podcast now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, people will tell me, like, I can't wait for what you have next. Or I can't wait for you to finish this. Or things like that. Sometimes poems do take me a while to finish. You know, sometimes like they'll sit there for like two months, maybe even longer. So I just I feel pressured to kind of always surpass what I've already given because I don't want people to think that oh maybe she was just good this one day, maybe that was a fluke, you know, or okay like uh, this wasn't as good, so she's not all that or something. I feel like people are going to think I'm great one day and then the next day they're just gonna be like blah and not gonna lie that scares me so sometimes like I do I feel like that's kind of why I've been struggling with writing lately because I've never gotten as much attention as I've been getting like this past month or these past couple of months mm -hmm. and I feel like everything every time I write something I'm like this has to be great or you know, this has to be something that's going to hit them. This has to make them go, wow, like, I can't believe she did it again or something like that. And it's it's stressful. It's stressful. So I'm trying to write for me. I'm trying. But it is it's kind of hard to kind of just forget that people are watching. Yeah. Um. 
if I can say anything to that, because I I relate that hit that that hit me. Um, that was what I, um, that's how I felt when I like first started doing poetry. I felt I felt like I had to keep producing. I had to keep getting in people's faces, and to an extent, you do. Like especially when you're establishing yourself and your brand, you do have to you know produce, and you do have to you know get out in front of people. But this should. There should be no outside pressure. Now you can right. probably, you know, talk to yourself if you feel like you could work a little harder. Then that's between you and yourself. But there should be no outside influence of pressure, um, because no one can tell your story, and right. for that reason, no one can tell you that what you writ what what you wrote was not great, because they didn't live it. It's not their life. It's not their story. It's not their vision. They're not going to understand on why you felt that way all the time and that's cool you know like just like if they write something and you're not feeling it that's cool because it's not just it's not your shoes you're not walking in those shoes so you can't really say whether you know that whether they um whether they're producing great work or not now there's a technique and a skill in the in the learning that it does that comes with what we do um, that you do have to explore, you still have to study, you still have to work, you still have to become better at what you do, but that in itself makes you great. The right. fact that you continue, the fact that you have the courage to tell your story, the fact that you you see, um, especially coming from being a, a very quiet, timid person, that now you can command a room um, just, for, just for speaking, just for saying the things that you've always wanted to say. And, and for that reason, none of them other people really matter like fuck them people um period like fuck them people like if, if you if you if you like what i do cool if you don't i don't give a fuck i like it. right right you know what i mean i feel you so that's if, if that's that's my two cents um and that's just what it has to be yeah i'm putting the rest of it back in my wallet um <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I crack myself up sometimes like i feel like if if no one's gonna laugh at my joke i'm still laughing at my joke i thought Me <laughs> like first of all i know funny. <laughs> I, I don't i don't need you to laugh that's I what know. i'm saying like it's, it's i don't need you to confirm it i've confirmed it as soon as i woke up like what do you mean like i woke up like this like they don't get it they don't get who he is. They don't get who he is, but they damn sure gonna find out here in the Poetry Corner podcast. And that's on what? Mary had a little win. Come on. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> hey, um, we I'm 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 gonna have to find a way to get you to record that because that might be another sound drop. <laughs> and that's on what? Mary had a little lamp. Okay. All right. We got this. We gonna we gonna do this. Technically, we gonna talk. We gonna talk. Um, <laughs> I'll ask you a few more questions, um, and then we're gonna get into some poetry because that's what the people came here to see. Your dopeness, poetry wise. <laughs> so, what is? the best advice that you have been given in life not not specifically in poetry just in life some of the best advice you were ever given the best advice hands down is no better do better because mm. sometimes no better do better yeah because sometimes um i just feel like it's way too easy to justify doing what you know is not the right thing because somebody else is doing it but like 
why not just be better? Like, why don't you be that right example? Because lead by example, people will follow you. Well, in, in my case, like, I know, like, sometimes I do want to do the wrong thing, but I don't. And, like, people will notice that. People do see that sometimes. And people are like, okay, like, she's able to do it. Why can't I do it? Or why don't I do it, you know? Even if it's just one person, it's still you're doing something that's right versus doing something wrong. Agreed. That's some good advice. I, I like I like advice that's not too complex. It's it's straight to the point and it's it's easy to be digested by anyone. Like there's no way you cannot digest that. Um because I've seen like I've I've talked about this a couple of times with a couple of my friends that it's usually always the simple answers that kind of gets that fixes the problems. Right. Like we sometimes, I know I overthink sometimes and I want like the complex answers to life. Like how do we form in these, like I just, but as simple as no better, do better. And it's like, oh, okay. That's all right. I, that, that, that's, you know, I don't have to rack my brain over that. And I, and that's profound. Like it's profound in its simplicity because yeah. you, you know better, you do better. That's, that's it. Like. You can't argue that. Like, you like if somebody walked up and told me that, I can't be mad. I was like, hmm, you know what? Maybe I'm not doing better. All right, let me let me go see what I know. Right. I like that. I like that. <laughs> the way that I'm sorry. Okay. I was gonna say that the way that I came across it is so funny because um some a family member was doing something and I called them out on it. Mm-hmm. And then they were like know better do better just it's just like straight like mm. that like if you know better you do better you know because maybe i'm not but you can't oh like okay yeah. i told you you can't even you can't even be upset at that you just right. got like oh, okay like get slightly offended like oh okay um i mean with that one mm. <laughs> you won this round <laughs> there will be more <laughs> oh yeah i will be back um has your idea of what poetry is changed since you began writing poems? Um, yes. And yes, yes. Hmm. When I first started writing, it was more so because I thought it was just like, it was just a simple way to, to quickly say what I wanted to say. Yeah. But then as like I ventured into slam and spoken word as its own entity, I've realized that it's it's storytelling. And, you know, some of these poems are like three minutes. So it's not as everything isn't just a short poem or, you know, a quick form. Some of these are or there are even longer poems. Some of them are like five minutes plus. Yeah. So I feel like learning that poetry isn't just. It isn't supposed to be easy. I guess, because I feel like that's why I ventured into it. I was like, okay, this looks like it can be easy. And I'm realizing that there's actually a lot of work put into poetry, which I'm actually grateful for because I don't want anything that's easy, right? Like that's not going to help me in the long run. So I feel like I'm learning that when I'm writing now, I'm realizing that the whole point of this is for me to tell a story. And for each time that I perform, I'm telling that story to the best of my ability. Isn't it just writing down like, fuck this, fuck that, like why? You know, why do you feel like everybody should feel this way? You know, like tell that story and influence the people who are listening to it to make them actually think about your poems. Like I've been called an airbender, which I don't know if you know about all of those. Yes, you do. So so 
I've been called the inner bender. When I learned what that was, I was like, oh, yeah, I do see that because I've definitely intentionally written when I first started writing, like how I started writing in metaphors. Like I, I was intentionally writing for people to have to think about every line and what that line would mean and how to dec- and just decode it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like definitely like you should be making people think about your art afterwards. Make them think like, wow, this this line or this phrase really resonated with me or the way that they even approached that was like so profound. Like I can't like it makes me think about something this way. I feel like each idea has various roads that you can take to kind of approach it. And the way that you take as a I feel like that's what it is. I feel like spoken word artists take that take the approach that's like no one would even think of. Yes. It's just like, it's red lines. People wouldn't think about going there and they do. And that's what has everybody so caught off guard and has people so caught on. I like that. I like that. That's, that's hundred percent true. Um, yeah, I, I, I have nothing to add to that. That was, that's perfect. <laughs> um, what does success mean to you? Happiness, like long term. I'm realizing after chasing what it means to be happy for so long, I'm realizing that like, obviously happiness is not like a hundred percent, but I feel like you can still be happy even when you're sad or still happy even when you're angry. And I feel like that's where like serenity and peace comes from, where no matter what you're going through, you still know that at the end of the day, things will be okay because it's just like, you're allowed to feel this way, but you know that it's not the end of the world. Like you may feel this one way, but you'll get over it. And like, you're going to get over it at the end of the day. So I feel like that's what... That's that. That is what that is what that's like. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I have two more questions for you, and then you're gonna unleash some dopeness on these people. The world is not prepared for. Oh, <laughs> got me nervous all over again. That was this is what you do. You do this for fun, like <laughs> like you you skilled with it, and you put in the work so you can do it for fun. Like this is what you do. Be dope. Being dope is what you do for fun. You're dope for fun. Exactly. I feel you. I appreciate that. No problem. No problem. Um, what has your poetry taught you about yourself? That I still struggle with opening up. I've I had thought that the only way I was opening up was with my pen, but no I'm realizing that I still struggle in tapping into the more vulnerable parts of myself and that's something and it's made me realize that that's something that I definitely need to work on and start like actively working on so that I can become a better but I feel like that is my next progression because I'm entering slams and I know that I can't I feel like I'm not gonna be as good as I want to be in a slam unless I can tap into my vulnerability so that's something I feel like that's like my next stepping stone stone so that I'm prepared for like these competitive performances this is the poetry corner. So, what would be the first line of your autobiography? Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's crazy. You're going to have to write one. Like you, 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 The journey that you're starting is going to force you to write one. Because people going to want to know how you did it. It's a precursor. It's you about to you about to get the whole thing after. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> the queen of jazz, known by her real name Jalissa, is nineteen. Boom. First line. First line. I just I don't 
what would I say? I don't know what I would say about myself. I just feel like I'm not even at a point where I could write an autobiography because I'm not, I'm not there yet. I just, I'm how, how are you not playing? Like you, you are something interesting. Autobiography is supposed to be interesting. According to who's standards. Like one, one thing I've heard, I've heard, um, we think that what we do is not interesting, but people think what we do are interesting. That's why people follow us. That's why people uh, share, like, buy what we do because they think even what we think is like, okay, I'm just getting started in this. I'm not really where I want to be. There's somebody looking at you like, I'm trying to get what she at. Mm, okay. You know, so you're, you're, you're gonna, you're always interesting because you're always interesting because you are willing to take, do the work to improve self in the world around you. That's one. Two, you're going to need, a, you can, you can write the autobiography now because I don't know you that much personally, but I know you've been through enough in your life to write a novel about it. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, it's just going to increase as you go further into this journey, but don't never say that you don't have enough for autobiography. Unless your life was cushy and you had no worries, no problems. You was, you know, you had everything handed to you. Um, you got something to write about because you you had to fight for some shit. All right, all right. Um, okay. <laughs> the Queen of Drafts is a dope ass poet known for bodying first draft poets and obliterating whatever she touches. I'm buying two of those books. I'm buying two of them. I'm giving one to my mama. Um, <laughs> Y'all better start pre-ordering. See, look, that's what we do. I, I'm, I'll make sure they tell you what the first line is going to be so you can start pre-ordering. Dropping her DM, let her know that you want the book. Um, so once she get it out, cause once she get it out, you ain't going to get your chance to get it. It's going to fly off the shelf. So you better, uh, inquire now, figure out now what you're going to do for that book. Um, <laughs> but that's dope. See, but that's, that's it. That's all it is. That's all the autobiography is, is you telling your life, whether you, uh, got to this point and decided to be a ice skater or something it's still you know it's still life worthy like the fact that you're living is life worthy it's word worthy we're wordsmiths all we're doing is taking our lives and putting them in words anyway hmm. you're dope it's so dope thank you, thank you. I, <laughs> it's a blessing to be around dope people iron sharpens iron so um it's mutual i i i I think you're an amazing artist. I think you, I, I think although you may feel like you're just scratching the surface and that may be the case, you are going to be amazing at what you do because you are willing, you are willing to learn. You, even with this, with this interview, I've been able to, you know, I been able to hear you, um, kind of like bring up things that you feel that you need to work on. And I know personally how, how much poetry has helped me work on the things like even this, this for me, uh, three years ago, not happening, not fucking happening. I'm not sitting here talking to anybody three years ago. 
So I, I know how much uh, poetry can help you do that. And the fact that I can I can hear, I, I can relate to what you're saying, I know you're going to be amazing at this because you're actually doing it. You're not just coasting off the fact that you had a couple writing classes and your writing is good. You're actually putting in the work to dig because that's what this poetry takes. The poetry takes digging deep inside yourself. And that's when it can get like, that's when you really, that's when you start tapping. Like the further you go, the deeper you go inside yourself and you start tapping into stuff that you got to let go. Um, good and bad. You just have to, you got to get it out. Like you got to make room in your closet because you can't get new shit if your closet's still full of old shit. Right, right. So that's 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 my TED talk. Um, <laughs> um, so now, now that the people, the wonderful, amazing, people got to hear this fascinating extremely gratifying interview on your origin stories give these people some nice poetry to compliment your dope aura ladies and gentlemen queen of drafts thank you thank you i fell asleep once and I drifted into a subcontinent of my subconscious subsiding sequentially deeper into a silent scream and wake up. I tried to lift my eyes, but each lash felt like a whip to my face and these lashes come thick, layered on, stroke after stroke, like microaggressions on top of systematic oppression, like sexist jokes on top of patriarchal sexism, like complexion preferences on top of a profiling gun's interest, like being black and woman, and dark skin and black with your eyes closed. See, I was born head first with my eyes closed, knees had me gasping before I ever spoke. Please don't act like even the woke don't got a speck in thine eye. Yeah, I'm asleep for now, but I'm conscious enough to critically crack through every crevice of your course corruption and have you consider that we are creating a new world. Birthing true knowledge out of the poverty we no longer sees, my community is asleep. Releasing one by one all the red lines we ate. Now, only fruits from my hand grew soil allowed on the plate and as we rest, these lashes drift off our faces as they're pushed out by a new and as our fists unclench, our eyelids will flutter to the breeze of peace and we will be in these streets. Brothers marching for sisters, sisters marching for brothers, Black communities marching for LGBTQ plus subsets of their communities. Everyone showing up to the church cookouts. Drama rebuked like the devil. Judgment falling like an unneeded lash. Black bodies demonstrating how much space 13.4% of a population can take and take and take. We asleep, but we conscious. We're just palpably putting poor attributes aside to pick up prudence in its place to work towards a future filled without famine a family because this community will be whole will hold all generations happily in our hands protecting our children protecting all children raising resilience among our offspring and implanting their feet on solid foundations to thrive race-based attacks will be combated with numbers that far outweigh bullets i promise you we will thrive i promise you we will live and live we will live we're just dreaming of each part our parts of the blueprint and we know exactly what we want to wake up but one cannot be woke without a full cycle of sleep 
I, I had to contain like making sounds because I didn't want to like throw you off or like not have the people listen to what's happening. So like it, it was it was eating me up because I love that poem. Like I, I told you that before about that poem. Like I remember when you like first um sort of debuted the poem you were saying like you was working on it. You don't yeah. know if it was going to be good. Like I remember that story and it made me remember that poem because it's like that level of vulnerability of saying what the poem was and then having the fire ass poem. Like that's when I instantly became a fan. Like she dope for real. Um, thank you. I love that poem. That last line gets me every single time. Like, what? I know I said I was gonna stop asking questions, but I got <laughs> now that I got you here. Um, <laughs> what was the thought behind that poem? So I wanted to use something representational. So I thought of like eyelashes mm -hmm. because I wanted to fill the poem with things that like I feel like Black people have stacked against us, like redlining. Yeah. You know. Um, like being dark skinned or like colorism and things like that. So I was like, what can I use to represent all of that? So I was like, okay, lashes, falling asleep, trying to open your eyes and kind of lift that up and how it's weighing down on you. So I kind of wanted to take that aspect and see what I could do with it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did that. You did the damn thing on that. Um, That's still, that's still my favorite poem until you drop your next poem. I can, I can probably tell you that with confidence. Like it's not going <laughs> to not be my favorite poem. I'm gonna just have another favorite poem. <laughs> it's gonna be a bookshelf full of favorite poems. <laughs> I'm starting. I'm gonna install a bookshelf in my in my in my brain somewhere. Just for. <laughs> I got bookshelves up there. I like when I when I when I really uh, admire or appreciate a poet's art. I I do. I create like little bookshelves in my head, so like I know, um, like I know. That every time this person is about to spit, I need to go ahead to that bookshelf so I can drop this back up there. Um, and then if I ever get called in a situation like, hey, what poem you think I should do? Well, let me go to my bookshelf. And That's me. That is so me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I truly appreciate you taking your time to be on the Poetry Corner. But before we get out of here, we have to slide out this bit just as smooth as we slid in this bit. So we're going to have this nice little outro. And in this outro, what you have to give us is where we can follow you. Um, what do you have out as far as work, merchandise, content, and what do you have coming? Um, in one humble brag. Okay. So you guys can follow me at I am Queen of Jabs. That's on Instagram. I am. Q-U-E-E-N-O-F-D-R-A-F-T-S. I'm Queen of Drafts. Um, every, other every other Monday, I host open mics um, on that page. So if you guys are any creative, just slide and I'll pull y'all right up. And yeah, I'm hilarious. Like, that's just that's just what it is. I'm hilarious. I just get in tune. Get in tune. I love it. With the smoothest of ease, i just let you know. <laughs> but thank you again for taking your time out to be a part of Poetry Corner. Um, I enjoyed this interview so much because um, we haven't had this opportunity to actually talk. And um, I tell people all the time, like, they think I'm doing this for them, but I'm doing this because I want to meet these people. So I'm just a face of the audience so we can meet you um, on behalf of the audience. I, I, I appreciate you. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate you way more because look at where I am, the poetry corner. Oh, okay. for like, <laughs> she's not, she's not in tune, not in tune, but I get in tune. That's how we do it. Um, one thing I would love to leave you with is you, you possess a power now. Like you possess this, this power, this ability that most won't understand. Um, and, and it may be like that, like the poetry community, like the, being a poet for, for me, being a poet was like one of the most loved, but lonely at times roles. Cause even other poets may not understand what I was telling or what I would be saying. Um, don't, don't ever let that detail you or distract you. Your story is meant to be told by you and only you, um, be open to construct constructive criticism but don't it allow don't allow it to change your story ever um you're great you're amazing at what you do and, and keep doing that because it's 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 going to take you everywhere you want to go as long as you stay with it thank you so much i appreciate that for real for real deeply appreciate you know we touched on that earlier deeply. yeah I, I get you i get you <laughs> <laughs> but have a blessed rest of your day um just let them know uh, right quick that after the Poetry Corner podcast, the price goes up. <laughs> it's like, what you mean? I was on the Poetry Corner podcast. That price just went up. I'm going to send you my invoice. Get, get your invoices together. Get into that cash out. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. Um, you, you are amazing. Keep being dope. You too. Thank you so much. Peace, King. I appreciate you. Peace. Uh, and to all the beautiful people that stuck around to listen to this wonderful podcast, definitely continue. Um, definitely follow this queen. Uh, follow her. Make sure you just reach out to her. Like for, for us poets, just the simplest, hey, how you doing? I really like your work. It goes a long way. It, like it's it's not necessarily validation. It's 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 us knowing that we're doing. I mean it's not validation because we don't I, I don't need you to tell me that i'm doing good work but it's it's nice it's like if somebody walk up to you and say hey you got a beautiful smile that's that's our beautiful smile you know i love your work it's our you have a beautiful smile so definitely reach out supporter um support the poetry corner podcast uh we podcasting now and i love y'all for real like it's without y'all this shit don't happen and as long as y'all still here this still goes on and we continue to thrive, grow, and be the best goddamn community that y'all have ever seen before in y'all lives. I love y'all. Have a good day. <laughs>